Oh yeah, everything's fine. Welcome. This is me and Luke, an upbeat, sometimes downbeat story of my life with CLL. Oh, hi. This is your host, Jim Smith, and today we're speaking to you, directly to you. You know who you are. You're the one who just learned that you have leukemia. Um, Maybe you just got back from the doctor today. Maybe it's been a week or two or a month. But the news is fairly fresh, and you're not quite sure how to deal with it. Um, You probably have some different emotions that are running through your brain, and And that's what we're here to talk about today, because I can tell you that there is another side. I made it to the other side. Uh, Oh, well, not that other side. (laughs) I'm still alive. But uh, I've been through what you're going through. So I'm hoping today's talk will will help you a little bit. Um, You know, I mentioned on a previous episode that when I spoke to the doctor and he told me I had leukemia, I kind of felt numb. I wasn't sure how to react. Well... It wasn't long after that. I mean, I had to announce it to my children. And, uh, you know, it uh, went from being numb to the worry stage real quick. I mean, who's going to take care of my wife? Uh, You know, what about my family? Um, What about our finances? You know, I got the practical side um, of fear, if you will. And then uh, not long, well... About a year later, I would say, I got angry, uh, angry at God. Now, I consider myself an agnostic. That's, uh, you know, I'm not sure if there is a God or not. But I can tell you one day when I was definitely sure there was God and I was going to blame him for everything that's been happening. (laughs) My father had died of lung cancer a while back from that, and then I got leukemia on top of it. And I, plus at that time, we had some financial issues and whatnot. And it got to be too much. So one day, I'm in the house by myself. Everyone's gone. I'm in the kitchen. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, I just blew up. I just screamed at the ceiling. I swore at God. I told him, you know, what I felt about letting my father die of lung cancer and that I've got cancer and that our finances are so bad. And I went on and on and on. But I uh, I wasn't like Job, <laughs> let me tell you. I was more like his friends. I cursed God. I said words that I wouldn't say to a human being. And uh, I blamed him for everything. Uh, yeah, I just kind of screamed at the ceiling and uh, let it all out. I don't think there was one foul word I didn't say. But you know, once once I was done with the tantrum... <laughs> And that's what it was. It was a tantrum. I realized that, you know, this isn't really anyone's fault. Not even God's. I mean, I've got leukemia, and that's it. I have to deal with it. And so, I went on from there. But I wasn't, like, instantly cool about it. I'm still not cool about having leukemia. Who could be? But I went into the other other phase with it, uh, and that's fear. Uh... That didn't last too long, interestingly enough. But in one of my blogs that I write on meandluke.com, I said that fear is simply worry 
trying to be productive. <laughs> and uh, that's pretty much what it is. You know, Luke, he likes to use fear. I think it's one of his main tools uh, to get into our head. And, you know, you might be doing what you need to do for your leukemia physically. Maybe you're eating right or trying to get more sleep or not eating as much sugar. But we need to think about our mental health and our spiritual health, um, where we're at in our relationship with God and our relationship with our family. Uh, Luke is coming after that. He's already got us sick, so that's not the issue with him. The issue is he wants to take over our spirit, take over our mind. Luke wants us to be thinking of nothing but him. And this podcast, this epi- not just this episode, the whole podcast, is about finding ways to take your mind off of Luke, to live a day without him once in a while, and to overcome the fear. Now, I know that sounds impossible right now. I mean, you have a disease that, well, even CLL, which if you're going to have leukemia, is apparently the best one to get, which sounds like an oxyboron. <laughs> but we have a potentially terminal disease. So how do we deal with that? I mean, it's natural to be worried, to be afraid, to wonder, well, how long have I got? You know, what, what is my future like? Um, what you need to know is there are other one, there are others of us out here that are going through the same thing. You're not alone. And if you listen to this podcast, you're not alone here either. I'm here to let you know about my life, and hopefully that will help you with how you lay out the future of your life. You know, I when I was, uh, actually, it wasn't long after I had that tantrum, <laughs> I uh, talked to a lady who survived breast cancer. And I asked her, what did you do to get through this? And she somehow knew that I wasn't talking about the physical fight. She said, well, uh, make sure that you see the doctor often enough. She said, if he says he wants to see you in a year and you're not feeling well, see him in every six months. You know, just stay on top of it. Be an advocate. But she said, have short-term goals, but most importantly, have long-term goals. And I thought that was the best advice I could have possibly gotten. Long-term goals. That means that you're planning on a future. Now, I received the news that I had CLL back in 2009. It is now 2022. So I'm still on the planet, and it's been a while. <laughs> and uh, all these years, I've come to realize that, well, life is not about how long we've got, because no one on this planet is certain of how long they've got, healthy or otherwise. It's more important to find ways to live life a well-lived life is much more important than a long-lived, miserable life. I think, to put it in a nutshell, I'd rather die living than live dying. Does that make sense? I'd rather die having lived a happy as possible, full life, than, you know, live my life with the attitude that I'm dying. Now, you've been told you have CLL. That doesn't mean that you're dying. It does not mean that. It means you've got a disease, a potentially dangerous disease, but you don't know how long you've got. It's uh, very possible with CLL to go on for a very long time. Now, 
I'm not a doctor. Certainly, it can change, and things can get worse, and it can go faster. I know that. But let's say that you have a short time. What are you going to do with your life? I mean, no one is guaranteed how long they're going to be here, uh, even healthy people. Uh, on the news just recently, uh, the poor actress, the one that uh, was in Six Days and Seven Nights, I uh, can't remember her name, but she died in a horrible car accident. And as far as I know, she didn't, did not have cancer. I, I don't know that, but she probably didn't. None of us are guaranteed any time. So I think that one thing that really helps is getting involved in your life again. I know you need a time. You need a time right now to work through how you feel about having CLL. So I'm not saying, you know, just uh, jump on the bandwagon of happiness and glorious and everything's just fine and rosy. <laughs> it's not. Of course not. And you need this time to kind of regather your thoughts and who you are and where you're going. But ultimately, you, you can live a life, a well-lived life, I call it, um, by moving on and not letting Luke uh, become a major part of your life. What am I doing right now? Well, I'm doing a podcast because I enjoy that. I'm also writing. I uh, spend time with my wife. Sometimes it's just like sitting on the on the uh, couch watching Netflix. <laughs> but, you know, I spend some time with her. I have to be careful with Netflix, though. Sometimes I can binge watch. <laughs> Take care of who you are, your spiritual life. Now, if you go to church, then don't stop going to church. Spend time with the people that you enjoy and uh, continue to make them a part of your life. It's really easy to isolate yourself when you have this. I did that at first, too. Uh, don't do that. But for now, what I'm saying is, as best you can, involve yourself in life. Uh, during these beginning moments, there's a good chance that you're not feeling all that bad. You, it, I don't know you personally, so I could be wrong about that. But usually, if they catch CLL early enough, you actually don't feel any different. Uh, so take advantage of that. Uh, if you're feeling up to it, take walks. Uh, definitely take walks. I mean, you get oxygen to your brain, you feel much better. But if you had hobbies, I don't care if it's coin collecting or photography or fishing, <laughs> get back into it. Don't let Luke pull you away from what you enjoy. Now, in my life, for instance, what did I do today to take my mind off of Luke? Well, I got up and I started doing my little creative thing, writing and getting ready to do this podcast. And then one of my adult children needed to talk. So I dropped everything and we had a, oh, I don't know, several hour chat. I was a dad for a while. I, you know, you know what I mean. I mean, if you've had children move out of the house... Um, the whole emptiness thing, you kind of feel like you've been fired, you know. And uh, But every now and then, she comes to me with her problems. And today, I got to be a dad, which, wow, that's my favorite job on the planet. And I can tell you that that whole morning, I didn't think of Luke once. Didn't even think of him once. Why? Because I was there helping someone else, helping a person that I love Although what she had to talk about was, was something serious and I was concerned for her, 
I was also grateful that she would come to me. And uh, <laughs> I get a little emotional here. It's, I guess, what I'm saying is that don't give up on who you are. That's the, that's the root of the whole thing. Don't give up on who you are. Luke is trying to make you someone else, you know? And don't do that. Be who you are. You're a, you have a special reason for being on this planet. You have people in your life that need you to be who you are. As often as possible, try to make it a day that you've put Luke in the back of your mind, just way back there. You know, have you ever been to the store and the clerk says, so how's your day going? <laughs> well, I doubt that the clerk really wants to hear a long drawn out story about my, how my day is actually going. But what I always say is, she says, how's your day going? I say, terrific. It's a great day. Now, there's a weird thing that happens. When I leave the counter, I actually do feel better about the day because it actually is a great day. There was a, an old gentleman on a walk. He walked past me. I was working on my car or something. It was uh, pouring down rain and he was walking. And I said, you know, sarcastically, great day, huh? And he immediately said, any day above ground is a great day. <laughs> Never forgotten that. <laughs> because that's right. Uh, I actually took a walk in the rain not too long ago. And it was uh, the beginning of summer. It was, uh, I think, June. And all of the leaves were wet and shiny. And none of them had had time to grow brown yet. There weren't even any insect bites in any of them. It was just like a Garden of Eden. And uh, the sun came out, the rain stopped, and there was steam coming off the leaves. Have you ever seen that? That's incredible. It was just a beautiful day. Now, I've always been the kind of person that's thinking about the future and wondering how what's going to happen, this, that, and the other thing. But somehow, on that day, I managed to just be in the moment. I was just in the moment. Uh, Luke was nowhere around me. I had not anything, I would not even thought of him, no thought of, well, anything, my financial thing or my health or what I'm going to do at work tomorrow or the, absolutely none of those thoughts. I simply was enjoying nature. I was enjoying this beautiful view of the steaming plants with the sun coming through. It was just, it was a marvelous moment in time. And we need to grab those moments. Uh, I don't know where you live, whether you live in the city or out in the country, but I bet you, before you got sick, I bet you there was some special place you liked to go. So where is your special place? Is it in a quiet library, finding a favorite book? Is it out on the water? Is it boating? Uh, is it uh, fishing? Is there a certain place, a certain fishing hole you like to go to? And not just because there's lots of fish there, but because it's a peaceful, wonderful place to be. I don't know what it might be. You might like, let me think of something crazy, roller skating. You might enjoy roller skating, I don't know, or bowling. Um, I guess what I'm saying is, you were a certain person before you got this CLL. And now that you have this CLL, it's starting to shut you down a bit. You're starting to worry about the future and slowly, very slowly, insidiously slowly, Luke is helping you forget who you are. 
But at the end of every episode, I say, you've got leukemia, but you are not the disease. And you are not. It's just simply true. You are not the disease. So I don't know where you are listening to this right now. If you've got your earphones plugged in and you're walking down the street or or driving somewhere uh, or in your living room listening to this, I don't know where you are and exactly what you're doing, but I do know one thing. If you've just received this news, you're not totally the same person that you were before. And of course, from a physical standpoint, you aren't. You know, we've, we've all got leukemia, for God's sakes. But who are you in your head? Who do you want to be? Who were you? What kind of life were you leading before the doctor said, um, I'm sorry, you've got leukemia? <laughs> Whoever you were, whatever you did, take the good parts of that and magnify them, make them even better, because you're important. I don't know if you realize that, but you are important. And I don't mean that in some sort of ethereal, philosophical way. You are important to someone, maybe to your spouse, maybe to a close friend, maybe to your children or your grandchildren, maybe to the person you meet on the street and you give him a smile. Whatever it is, you, you, I'm talking to you, the individual, you are important. And you can't give up who you are. You know who you were? You can't give that up because you have CLL. Because if you do that, then you've let Luke win. And we don't want him to win. I don't let Luke win in my life. And I don't want you to either. Okay, well, that's the lecture for today, children. <laughs> we'll see you next time. Uh, I usually do these once every couple of weeks, so hopefully we'll see you again. And remember, you have leukemia, but you are not the disease. Bye for now. Godspeed. Take care.